Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. Spirit Life, talk about binding and loosening. All right, so let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you have opened and are constantly opening our eyes and our ears. That, God, you are showing us truth. That your Holy Spirit is guiding and leading us. Father, we thank you that in such a time now with all this information out there, with all the things that the world is presenting as truth, that your Holy Spirit is guiding us and leading us into truth. We thank you for that, Father. We ask you that you would just keep us from all the things that are not true, that you would keep us from the mixture. You would keep us from just the subtle little things that the enemy would throw in there that would snag us and hook us and lead us down the wrong road. That, God, you would make us wise, give us wisdom and understanding. That, Father, we would be able to shine like the light you called us to be, uh, especially in this nation that is so desperately in need for a light to be shown in it. God, we just ask for all those that are watching that you would anoint them, that you would bring their calls to life, that you would give them the boldness and the courage to move forward with what you've called them to do. Father, we thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so turn me to Matthew chapter 12. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 12. Uh, where we're going to start tonight, and we're going to look at binding and loosening. And it comes up a lot in the charismatic circles uh, when you talk about deliverance ministry, about binding and loosening. So we want to clear some things up here and go with me to Matthew chapter 12. And we can start at verse 26. This is where Jesus is talking. He said, if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. And how will his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub, by Satan cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. But who can enter a strong man's house and carry off his property unless he first binds the strong man and he will plunder his house? But this is Jesus demonstrating he is the Messiah. He is proving that he is the Son of God, that he has the authority to cast out demons. And he's showing that you need a strong person, a stronger man than what's already out there. You know the verse greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, all right? Well, this connects that truth, right? Jesus is the greater that's in you. The greater that's in me is stronger, greater than he that's in the world. Jesus is a strong man. He is the one that's binding the enemy. He's the one that has taken the authority from Satan. And we know through the cross, it's a great teaching. Study it, study it, study it. You really need as a Christian to grab a hold of the truth of what happened uh, in the resurrection of Christ. He bound the powers of hell. He bound Satan, uh, and he is the one that binds. He is the strong man. You and I, uh, we cast out and we do deliverance. We can do the things that Jesus gives us authority to do. But the binding of the strong man, the, the, the bringing down the power of the demonic, that's Jesus Christ. He is the rescuer. He is the great, anointed, powerful Savior of all of us. And we don't want to ever take that away. We don't ever want to get to a point where we think we're the one binding uh, and being the one who enabled all this, because we're not. We are his servants. We're his followers. We're empowered by him. We're anointed by him. 
but he is the author. He is the the beginner, the finisher of our faith. He is the one, right? He's the true living God manifested in the flesh. We want to make sure we keep this in the proper sense of understanding spiritual matters. And Jesus is demonstrating he is the strong man. He is the one that bound the powers of Satan. He can come in and clean your house. Amen. All right. And that's a deeper level than just saying deliverance that we cast a demon out. I know that's used a lot, but it's not in the context of saying what Jesus is saying here is he literally has taken us from the kingdom of darkness, right? To the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to get more into that here in a minute. So turn me to Matthew chapter 16. This is where most of the binding uh, and most of the loosening comes from. Matthew 16, verse 17. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Verse 18, I also say to you that you, Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And you probably heard that a lot of times, but you probably slow down and really look at the verse. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. And that is in the tense of past. It's already happened. It's already bound in heaven, and it's already loose on earth, shall have been loosed in heaven. It's already done. All right? Now, you got to keep this in mind. This wording here of binding and loosing. So I don't know if you have a paper or you're taking notes. I don't think I've ever said it in a spirit life, but tonight I want you to. I want you to write down a piece of paper, binding, and underneath it put prohibit. Okay, uh, You're going to put it under the law. Binding means to put under the law. And the Jews would do this when they were uh, giving someone under the law of Moses or they were taking them and going over with them. They're either binding them or loosening them. This is where the term comes from. And loosening, I want you to write this down. Write down a piece of paper, write down loosening, and put permit or freeze you from the law. And so whatever Peter is binding and loosening, it's already being bound and loosened in heaven. I want you to go with me to NLT version of the Bible, because I want you to see different wording in different translations of your Bible. It's great to do a study on these, and I encourage you to always do a study on something in Scripture and connect verses above, below. You know the uh, the way that we teach it here at PFFM. But go with me to the same verse, Matthew 16, verse 19, in the NLT. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now, why is this the term that's being said here? Well, you have to understand, there is no church yet. Jesus is still here. He has not died and rose. There's no Antioch. It didn't start. Pentecost hasn't happened. And upon Peter, he's going to build his church. And Peter is going to bring what is for Bidden and what is allowed, what is uh, permitted and what is prohibited, okay, into the church. And Peter's going to be releasing that along with the other apostles, going to be releasing what is okay, what's not okay in the church. Now, I want to give you an example of this, but I want to go to Matthew 18 and look at binding and loosening again. They really want to get this part home. And I know what some of you are saying, deliverance. We're going to get to it in a minute, but just go with me through here first. Matthew 18. Verse 15, if your brother sins and goes out and shows him his fault between you and him alone, if he listens to you, you won your brother, all right? But if he does not listen to you, take one or two 
or more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. And if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and the tax collector. Now, we know that was not a good position to be at this time in Scripture, right? We do not want to be a, referred to as a Gentile or tax collector. We'll get to that in a minute. But at this point, Jesus is saying that's how you should refer to them or to how you should treat them. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And this is in the context of judgment. It is, are we prohibiting it or permitting it? And he's telling them the steps to do to a man uh, who's not listening in the church. This has nothing to do with demons. This has nothing to do with deliverance. And I want you to think about something. Uh, I call it spiritual common sense. I'm not saying you don't have them. just asking you to get some spiritual common sense for a minute. If we bind Satan, who has ever loosed him? In other words, if it's in a sense of tying him up, who let him go? By now, 2,000-some years later, after the resurrection of Jesus, I'm pretty sure somebody would have bound him by now or bound every demon by now because, I mean, there's been Christians doing this for a long, long time, over 2,000 years. So who let him go? You say, well, Satan lets himself go. Well, then that binding isn't really bound. It's just held. And if someone has the power to release what God has bound, then something stronger than God. And we just read in uh, the second chapter, uh, I'm sorry, the 12th chapter of Matthew, that Jesus is the strong man and he binds the house. So no one could loosen what is bound if it is bound in heaven. You wouldn't be able to loosen a demon or Satan if they were bound in a sense of, I'm going to bind you in Jesus' name. They would be bound and Satan would have been bound many, many, many times in the last 2,000 so years. And if it's a sense of loosening, like we're going to loosen angels on us, or we're going to loosen the grace of God or mercy of God or the finances of God, then those blessings from God become contingent on us doing something. In other words, releasing it. So now grace is contingent on me loosening it, financial prosperity through scriptures. I have to loosen it. But now we can boast because now we have the power to loosen finances from heaven. We have the power to loosen an angel as if they would be bound by something. And my question would be, if we have the power to loosen finances and angels and loosen these things, who's binding them? Who's holding the angels back? Who's holding the finances back? Who's holding them? And we say, well, people would say, well, you know, Satan's holding them back. How does Satan have the power to hold back what is of God? How does Satan have the power to hold back angels or blessings or finances to you. And people say, well, we go to Daniel. Yeah, but the angel got there and he got there. It took him 21 days, but he got there. He didn't, he wasn't held back. We're also about to enter into a different dispensation where Christ has rose. The covenant is broken. We're going into a new covenant. In that new covenant where Christ rose, we have now an indwelling. It's not possible for Satan to have bound your grace or mercy God has for you or any of those things, because he'd have to be stronger than God. To, to be able to bind it means he has to be able to hold it captive. He would have to be able to tie it up, in other words. Satan does not have the power to tie up anything of God's. He was thrown out of heaven. So we look at it from the sense of if he bound it, 
We're binding Satan, someone had to let him go. Or binding demons, someone had to let them demons go. If we're loosening, then someone's holding them captive. And if it's God holding them, you don't have the power to loosen something God wouldn't want to give to you, which doesn't make sense because God does want to bless you. We know that. But if he did, you couldn't just say, I loosen it, and God has to let go of it. And if we say Satan can hold it, that God can't hold because Satan has it. And we'd have to, in Jesus' name, make Satan lose something that's God's. But that's not how that works when God is God. God is king. There's no one over him. There's no one holding him. But it makes absolute sense in the sense that Peter is establishing what is prohibited and what is permitted in the church. After Jesus bound it, we read, and Peter is prohibiting us entering, I mean, sorry, he is allowing us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He's allowing the kingdom of heaven to be open to us. He's loosening the doors of the kingdom of heaven. He has that authority. And he's binding or shutting the doors to those who don't believe. Now, this is the first time that we're seeing where we're starting to be entered into the kingdom of heaven. And in Acts chapter, I believe it's Acts chapter 2, uh, Peter does a really good teaching on, hey, um, it's now open for all those who believe. And so we see the evidence of this happening. So right on a piece of paper, I got it here, binding, prohibited, loosening, permitted, and start going on the sense of this track with me for a minute. Uh, and I know this is going to be hard for some of you because you were raised up in a charismatic, um, you know, Pentecostal maybe environment where we we loosened and binded and screamed and yelled and, you know, simply it, it doesn't fit because somebody would have had to do those things I was talking about. But I want you to look at Acts 5. We're not going to read the whole chapter, but go there. Uh, and just read it later tonight about Peter. And I'm going to look at it here for a minute. Ananias and Sapphira. We know they lied to the Holy Spirit, right, about the good, the money they sold the land for. And Peter warned them, and they dropped dead. Now, Peter didn't make it a law in heaven to lie to the Holy Spirit, as in it was Peter's idea. No, that law was already prohibited in heaven. Peter simply released what was already prohibited in heaven, he bound that law to them, and we know they dropped dead. But Peter didn't make that law. It says, whatever you bind has already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose has already been loosened in heaven. So this law has already been in heaven. You don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Peter said that. He bound them, prohibited, right? Put them under the law, and the consequence, we know they both fell dead. Turn with me to Acts chapter 10. I want to show you where Peter is on a rooftop, and he's getting a vision. And God is loosening loosening the Gentiles to Peter in a vision of the sheet with all the creepy critters, and Peter says, I don't want to eat it. And we know the story of Cornelius, right? He goes to his house, a Gentile, and Peter's going there, and he's giving the gospel. So it was loosed in heaven. Peter didn't make the sheet. He didn't make the vision. It was already loosed in heaven. It was permitted. Right? It was free from the law in heaven. It was received by Peter, and he released it on earth. He had the power to bind and to loosen, to prohibit and to allow, to permit. And we see this happening as the church is being structured, as the church is starting to be formed, and they're getting the can and cannots, or allowed and not allowed, happening here in Scripture. So, it's a great teaching of understanding. It's important to understand that this was already done in heaven. 
and that this was the binding and loosing that was happening. Uh, and for those of you who really, you know, like you're just diehards and you just want to say, hey, you know what? I believe it's for deliverance. I'm, you know, I'm not going to you know, argue and, and go back and forth with you. Uh, but I will say, if you're saying to Satan, I prohibit you being here, I'm with you. I would prohibit him too, but I'd rather cast him out. If there's a demon uh, harassing me or something, I wouldn't say I prohibit you or put you under the law uh, or bind you. I would cast you out. I don't, I don't want you here. Uh, I want you gone. And for loosening the things of God, you know, you might be stopping blessings from coming to you by believing that there's something stopping those blessings. You might be stopping financial. You might be stopping mercy that you might need or grace or joy or happiness or whatever people loosen um, because you might believe that you are the reason they're not being loosed over you. And that's just a lie from the enemy. It is not anything we've done. People, it is a gift of God lest anyone can boast. It is God, the goodness of God, the power of Jesus Christ in your life. It is his work on the cross, his resurrection. We are simply servants that enjoy the anointing, the filling of the Holy Spirit, his present life with power and might and boldness that we can move in the Spirit through gifting and all the, the fruits of the Spirit manifest in our life with different callings uh, and different function of those callings. Like We are blessed servants. We are extremely highly favored by God to have these privileges that we have. We always want to connect it to Jesus. He's always the, the, the main focus of what we do. If we're permitting, it's because Jesus permitted. If we're prohibiting, it's because Jesus prohibited us. It's already done in heaven. And Peter, that rock, is building that foundation that we're on now, that we still have things in church that are permitted and things that are not permitted. They're still bound and they're still loosening to this day. But if it comes to the demonic, you cast them things out. You don't bind them and set them in the corner of your house. You cast them out. And don't believe that it's been bound and someone's letting them loose because then you get an idea in your brain that there's something stronger than God. And there's not. There's nothing stronger than God. He is the strong man that binds up the enemy. No one's letting him loose. Satan has been defeated at the cross and no one's loosening him. No one's letting him go. Right? We have victory over him through Jesus Christ. We have authority over all the works of uh, the demonic over every demon thing. And we're supposed to rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We don't bind Satan hand. We rebuke him. We, we get rid of him, right? We don't bind demons. We rebuke him. And actually, technically, if you're going to listen to my sermon that we just preached a little while ago, we say the Lord rebuke you. I know some of the people that heard me preaching and say, hey, Jason, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just learned the Lord rebuke you, right? Because when Michael was arguing over the body of Moses, he said, the Lord rebuke you. He didn't bring an accusation. He said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, this is how I function in my life in deliverance and casting out demons and things of the um, the demonic nature. I simply say, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you, like Michael said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. In Jesus' name, the Lord rebuke you. Uh, get out of my house or get out of here or, or you know whatever you need to do for healing or deliverance at the time. I don't bind anything. I'm not loosening anything in a sense of spiritual warfare. In spiritual warfare, the Lord has won. Jesus Christ has paid the price. He has won. And we simply exercise that authority over the demonic. The Lord rebuke you. Period. That's it. You're not arguing with demons. You're not arguing with the demonic. You are stating a fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord even over them. He rules and reigns. He defeated all the works of hell at the cross. He ascended into heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit's in us, empowering us. 
given us this authority and boldness, and we simply walk in that. It is not contingent on our understanding of we have to bind them down or looseness. No, every good gift is from God. There is no variation or shifting. Everything that's demonic has been already bound and, and sentenced by God. We are simply walking in the authority of a believer that you and I are. If you know Jesus Christ tonight, you're born again. You have all this anointing and power I'm talking about in you. And we want to make sure that when we're doing spiritual warfare, we're winning because we're doing it right. If you've been binding Satan, you don't need to go do anything to re, you know uh, repent or anything of it. Just move from that position to the Lord rebuke you. And you got problems in your house tonight, you say to the Lord rebuke this thing in my house. Or uh, you got something coming after your children. Or maybe there's something trying to come against you or against your ministry or against your church. You rejoice in the fact that the Lord is already victorious. He has already bound him. The strong man is bound. He can't come back. He can't get in the house. You rejoice in that. You let the Lord do what the Lord has done, and you say the Lord rebuke you, and you move forward in all the blessings and everything God has for you. No one's holding them back. The enemy can't hold them back, and no person's holding them back. Right? Your mercy you need is coming. The grace you need is coming. The finances you need is coming. Uh, the healing in your life is coming. The healing in your mind is coming. Whatever it is in your life you need, there's no one or no thing that can stop God from pouring them out on you. You don't need to loosen them from anyone because they're God's and no one can take them. They're his and you're his child. You're a son or daughter of the Most High. You're, you have the rights of a child of God. You know what I mean? You have an inheritance. Your father has this. You have his name, Christian, title, position, authority. You just receive what God's done for you. And don't get in all this weird stuff of buying and loosening because you might forget to loosen something that you need. Or you might end up uh, binding things that are sticking around longer than he should have. And so just remember, these are words to be used to prohibit or permit. Jesus said that Peter was going to be the foundation. He was showing us prohibit things and permitted things in Scripture. We see it in the Bible. And as far as the uh, anointing on your life or loosening something or having to bring it from God, no, you simply do not have any enemy, anything against you that can stop what God has for you. He's unstoppable. He's God. No one can bind him. And no one can make him release something, and then you can't get it because they're holding it, and you need to loosen it. It's not biblically possible. He's God. So I hope that encouraged you. I hope that uh, you listened to it a couple times. If you have any questions, reach out to me. And sorry for the beginning, not knowing September 10th, but man, I just could not remember that date. But this Sunday, September 10th in Windsor, we'll be there at 1030. I want to in, uh, invite you to come out. As always, go to our website, pffministries.org. Facebook, like, comment, share the videos, YouTube, uh, same thing there. Comment, give us a, a little bit of feedback there and uh, subscribe to the channel. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Uh, the podcast support, amazing where we're reaching. God's doing amazing work at PFFM. Uh, if you want us to come to your church or you know a place that would love to have prophetic service or have us up there for ministry, just reach out. We'll try to set that up. Thank you for your prayer support. Thank you for your financial support. As always, you can go to our website, click the Donate tab. You can partner with the ministry. Uh, and again, I am excited about School of the Prophets. It's going to be released here soon. You're going to have all that information. You can sign up online. You can join us in person. There's so much stuff to talk about. I just got to uh, reel it in a little bit, and I want to pray with you before we go. And uh, I hope you're encouraged tonight. Father, we thank you for this teaching 
We thank you, Lord, for an understanding tonight. And we thank you, Father, that authority has been given to us through you, that you have bound all that needs bound and you have loosened all that needs loosened in our life and that you have prohibited and you have permitted and you have shown us the direction in our life and in the church that you have led us towards. And I pray tonight, Father, that anyone that is uh, in a spiritual battle, that the Lord rebuke that thing, Jesus, off their life, off their house, off their a marriage or finances or off their body, their mind, whatever it would be, that, God, you would place your anointing in them, that you would reach out to wherever they are tonight, that you would touch them mightily and boldly in their body and their mind. Uh, let the gift of God come alive. Let their call come alive, God. Let their passion uh, be renewed and let that fire in their belly start growing, God, that their spirit would be strong, that they would build themselves in you that, God, they would uh, start to pursue the things that you've led them to, that they would start pursuing uh, those things in their life, God, that you called them to, things that you told them to loose and things that you told them to bind. In other words, things you told them that are prohibited and things that are permitted, that, God, we would start to listen to your voice in our heart, in our minds, leading us into truth by your Holy Spirit, that, God, we would get understanding in all that we know, that we would take time to learn and to really grasp what you're teaching us. Father, we just ask that you would be with everyone, continue to grow them, strengthen them, support them for the work of ministry that you called them to. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for joining. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, Spirit Life, uh, and uh Again, go to the website, pffministries.org. There's so much going on, I know I'm going to forget some of it. So go right there, check out everything. Thank you for taking the time watching the video. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at pffministries.org. God bless.